0: Hey,
1: guys. (laughs) Welcome to The Secret. Hi, Hi, Karen. Hi, Joellen. Joellen.
0: Hello. Give me a Coke. Okay.
1: So glad to have you all here. So I I have been waiting for this interview for a long time to have all of you together. And this is so exciting. Uh, We're going to talk a lot about art, sculptures.
2: wait, wait. Wait a minute. You say you've been waiting a long time? Joe oh, yeah. Ellen and I did this book in 1981-82. Okay. Well, so we've been waiting a long time. <laughs> Go ahead.
3: We haven't known we were waiting. We didn't know we were waiting. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. That so no to me. We're still
1: not. Sure. <laughs> That's right. And I can't wait to pick your brains and hear all about John Perrard is here with us. Joellen Trilling, Ben Aysen. It just doesn't get any better than this. Happy holidays, kids. Uh, <laughs> holidays
3: and you better hurry if you're going to pick our brains.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that on the internet. I, I better hurry up, right?
4: All right. All right. Yeah, we're just, we just we <laughs> ate a one-up bar. So
1: yeah, yeah, you might get more than you want. I don't know. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. So tell me. Let's go back to 1979, 1980. put your glasses on and tell I didn't, wear,
2: I didn't wear glasses in
1: 1980.):
2: I really didn't wear glasses.
1: How about a viewfinder? We'll put our viewfinders on. Oh, uh, we have viewfinders. We have That's viewfinders. Right.: yeah. So what was it like, all of you working together on a project called "The Secret from your friend and colleague Byron Price?
3: We didn't work together. <laughs> well, I, I remember
4: uh, we went. Uh, Byron took us to what was the restaurant that, that was like across the street from uh, Lincoln Center? Uh, what what what's the name of the restaurant? A big fancy restaurant. We were all at this big long table. You don't remember that? It was he. he had the the entire cast and crew there. Joe Ellen, were we there?
1: <laughs> Joe Ellen's going. Wait a minute, i have going to remember. <laughs> Acro- acro-
2: across the street. Well, that no. restaurant's probably not even there anymore.
4: There is a restaurant
2: there. Oh, there's a bunch of restaurants. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It was but, like uh, on. Uh, oh wait a minute! It was. It's PJ Clark's now, isn't it? No, 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 no,
4: no, no, no. It was on on the uh, facing uh, Lincoln, Lincoln Center. It was on
0: opposite
4: side of the street. It was on oh,
3: the, it was the, the Italian the Italian restaurant
4: that well, might, have, might have been an Italian restaurant, but we just had brunch there. So, um, really? but, uh, yeah, we were all there he took us all out uh, and it was just very exciting. <laughs> so,
0: I'll, I'll, I'm
4: going to take your word for it. Yeah. I mean, if
1: you, I, I, yeah. so do you remember if you're saying you went out this, was he like, Hey guys, I've got this crazy idea for this fairy oh, yeah. book. That's about immigration to America. I mean, how 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 did that conversation, if you can remember, was it was it kind of like that, or? I,
4: I don't remember the conversation per se, except that we were all just having a good time. The food was excellent. I don't remember what we had, but I just remember being impressed with all these these cool people, you know. Working oh yeah. Thing, you know, and uh, yeah, Byron uh, Byron's a great guy. He's a great guy. But you know, we didn't. That
2: wasn't our first encounter, though.
4: No. Well. You know, it's so long ago. That's that's what I first remember.
2: Yeah. I remember going up to, I guess, the offices of National Lampoon. Oh, really? And sitting down with uh, Sean Kelly, with Ted Mann, and uh, and Sean and Sean Kelly. Uh, I May mean, he rest in peace. He only yeah. passed away about six seven months ago. Yeah, um, ah, and he was yeah. a school teacher uh, in Brooklyn, I believe. Mm. Um, that's what I remember vividly, and. I just really listened, because I, you know, I didn't, I didn't make the sculptures. I was going to photograph them, and at that point, uh, Joellen hadn't done all of them yet. But I didn't even. Know. How many had you done when we first got interested in this project?
3: When we first started, I hadn't done any of them
2: except for the except for the one that you converted.
3: Oh well, I had made other sculptures that were. Right, we're in the gallery, but the, there was um, the the one that was seven feet tall. The, um, wow! The, I forget the name of it in the book. And the the Toronto, oh the Toronto, the Toronto- ogre, yeah, uh, the ogre, yeah. And um, there was I converted quite a f- well several of them anyway.
2: That was a gr- that was a great photo shoot. Um, I've gotten a few questions about that from. Different secret uh, followers, and they all asked me. So, where in Canada did you shoot that, Joe Ellis? <laughs> you want to tell them where we shot that? <laughs> Central Park. <laughs> Central Park. <laughs> we just took it out there and plopped it in the snow, and we composed it together, and uh, shot a couple of different angles. And that's the cl- as close as I've ever been to Toronto. Okay. <laughs> oh really. I've been to Montreal, right. but I have not been to Toronto. It's
3: a nice city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. You know, I don't remember how it all started. I I remember, um, I don't remember what I worked with Byron on first. I don't think it was the secret. It was, there were several books. The the Beach Boys book, The Secret Life of Cats.
4: Right. You work on the Beach Boys book?
3: Oh, yeah? Right. What, just just what, one. What did yeah. you do? Uh, I, it was uh, a portrait of um, Dennis Wilson sitting on the moon.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, and and I,
2: which is awesome.
4: I don't have a copy of the book.
2: So and we I, actually, I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Joylin, we were in the we went to the flower district. There was someone that had a studio there. Remember? And he, yeah, and we photographed it there. And then we did the one of the vegetables. Oh, that wasn't mine that wasn't yours though, but I thought it was done the same day. Maybe it wasn't done the same day. I don't know.
1: I don't remember. Yeah. So when you were approached to do this book, um, and I noticed like there were times that some people were given certain directives and then other people were given certain directives. And so was there like communication between any of you artists that you could, like ping ideas off of each other or you were not allowed to speak to her or you just it didn't
3: happen? We separate. We were all separate. You know?
1: separate.
2: I mean, we, didn't, we didn't exchange email addresses. We didn't exchange cell no email. Email. <laughs> Um. You know, Joelle and I probably worked on more than anyone else because I photographed her right. sculptures. And right. any of the ones that were done in New York City, she was with me. Mm.
4: Uh, right. I, but, I I just used to go to uh, his offices, which uh, I remember the exact address. It wasn't far from here. Uh, it was he was sharing the office uh, space with a guy named uh, Bernard Geis, Geis. Associate, yeah. Associates, uh, who was a big publisher. Uh, he was the he published uh, like Valley of the Dolls and stuff like right, that. Right, right, yeah. And uh, I, I would just go to the offices, and it was that the offices were were built uh in a, an old firehouse so they they had a fire pole uh he, he was up on the top floor Byron was on the top floor yeah, yeah. and every chance I got I was going <laughs> slide down that pole it was just so much fun and
2: Bernard Geist did it a few <laughs> times he came up just and did it he was a much older guy old, than we all the he was a pretty old guy already, yeah. and he was doing it it's I on, would totally do that. you know where it was? I think it was around the corner from the UJA. I think it was on 58th Street. It wasn't too far from 50, the, the, near the, Society,
4: near, near the Society of Illustrators. Yeah, Society like, Illustrators. Like a couple of Illustrators. Yeah. yeah, which was on
2: mm-hmm. 63rd. 66th, maybe 63rd. Maybe. Yeah, I haven't been there. But, um, 63rd, I think. You know, a lot of times when I photograph one of Joe Allen's Sculptures, I didn't see the sculptures until the day of the shoot. <laughs> Just, you know that's
3: I didn't get any direction really from Byron he would tell me you know he, I had a list of all the different things that I was supposed to make and he maybe would give me a, a suggestion on style
1: but, um,
3: unfortunately I can't remember the names of the different creatures but there was oh I have them yeah. here <laughs> There was one that he wanted, he said, you should look at like the illustrations of John Hell, which were like in the 20s or the 30s, or um, one of the characters that had some, uh, she was like a vampire kind of, in in a red.
2: Oh, that's the uh, the one looking in. She was looking in a mirror. Uh,
1: the evil necromancer. What was, was it? Mean, yeah,
2: exactly. he <laughs>
4: yeah. uh, John Hell Jr., a uh, great illustrator, uh, flappers and stuff like right.
3: that. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But he didn't really you know, say much about you know, what it should look like. He just sort of let me do what I wanted. Yeah,
4: same, same with me. Same with me. He, he just basically gave me the script. We discussed. I uh, did sketches. We discussed it, and he said, "Well, why don't you go? Why not you go with that one there?" And, and that, that's that's the way we work.
3: It he wasn't as though he worried. was he, there were any hidden things that were supposed to be in it.
2: You know, <laughs> I don't uh, think yeah, so. You know, he told me I was going to Scranton to visit my in-laws with Betsy, my wife, and he, he gave me the handy the handy uh, manticore, handy manticore. He said. He said, "You told me your father-in-law has a basement with it's like a, sh- uh, a shop with a lot of tools and stuff. So I went down there and we, you know, I put it there. I had, I had all different tools and, you know, soldering irons. And then I had this container that was like um, spackle. Now I only know the company called DAP, D A P, but down there they had a, they had a brand called 222. I cannot tell you how many emails I have gotten about two 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 from secret followers saying, oh, so did Byron tell you to put that 2 in there? Because I think it's like, I said, wait a minute. All he told me to do was get spackle, stuttering gun, hammers, sores, and whatever else looks like a workshop. And that's the only direction he gave me. Only direction.
1: Well, and so this kind of plays into one of the verses because it says lane 222, right? You'll see an arc of lights, weight and roots extended together, save the site. So I think when you're probably getting those emails, it's probably in reference to those verses. I would, I would suspect. Would you agree? Yeah probably but that was well, to know because now I'm going to awesome. try you know I have some holes I'm going to need to go spackle some go get some 222 two,
3: two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious about something is um, do you think that the some of the verses were written after the uh, illustrations were done
2: you know I never thought about that but you're probably right
3: then they weren't done you know beforehand
2: Right, because if I had used a container of DAP instead of two, two, two,
0: I wouldn't have
3: got
2: <laughs> no.
1: Yeah. a whole different ball game.
3: We so don't know the order when he did those things. No.
1: That was the question too. I have some questions from some Patreon subscribers. It says, um, "If you recall." Uh, did byron have a photographic memory
2: not, not
4: that I, I was ever
2: apprised of no i mean he, he had a a memory as far as historical things he was really great at history but as far as photographic i'm i don't know i, I don't think i don't know mm-hmm. yeah i think he would know. i think you would know how would i know that well he was say oh by the way i have
4: a photographic memory he's you know, right I'm uh, eidetic eidetic memory he was usually talk about that
3: you know yeah they don't amazing. want anyone to know that they remember everything <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: Forty years ago,
2: you know to after 40 years ago but we didn't we haven't talked about it for like 39 years or 40 years
1: right if we
2: if Allen and I and John Perron and John, John Palacar had been talking about it for the last 40 years, we would probably remember almost everything. <laughs> but it went away. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you know, I don't remember who sat sat next to me in my third grade class because I haven't spoken about it in a long time. Yeah. Uh, probably, probably a bad analogy. You, you <laughs> don't remember that dinner, that,
4: that brunch? That the we dinner, I don't brunch, remember. And I, brunch. And right. I
2: usually remember food pretty well. That's... <laughs> I'm surprised, cool. Ben. It's a little disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, like, cool I remember right. that every, everything he ever ate. That's
0: right.
1: I do well, remember. You, if you look through the book, and the reason why this is such a special interview, too, is because I went through and I counted all the illustrations. And, you know, there's literally roughly 31, um, you know, under between 30, 35 illustrations that john that you have done and of course joellen with all the dolls and then ben with all the photography and you guys really were kind of the meat essentially i mean there's there's a handful of other illustrations that are done of course the paintings for john palencar but you guys you did all all that
3: that. (laughs) i think the paintings are the meat (laughs) i think we're the hors d'oeuvres like a lot of them (laughs)
1: Um, There is one doll that Byron is pictured with in one of the um, interviews he did. And I believe it was for the St. Louis post dispatch where there is a doll that has a gag kind of put through its mouth. And we haven't been able to see that doll throughout the book, except for maybe in the photo where all the fair people are together and I had a question come in and said, you know, what was that doll? Or if Joellen can remember, you know, if there was any kind of, um, you know, what was the the meaning or the inspiration for it?
3: I don't even, rec- I don't even remember. A doll with a
1: gag? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Do you have an image of it, Karen?
1: I'm trying to. That's the one thing that I I would say that. And then I have it here. Um, I only, like, printed out a photocopy of it, I think. Um, yeah. But so it's time, not.
3: The first time that I uh, realized that there were still people looking for these treasures was around 2008 or 2009 when I got an email from somebody in England, I think was looking for the had some questions a very lovely email
2: was it a woman
3: no it was somebody the name of lemon tiger i think was the name of the person
1: of the username yeah i'm I'm, let me look here and see if i i might need to come back to that image um this is one of the things that I feel people really, when they're looking at these dolls and looking at these illustrations and they're saying, you know, what does this mean? What does this image of this doll mean? Or, um, for instance, like with John, if you look at the passing fancies in the secret book, which, by the way, if you have it with you, um, you can look and in, 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 it kind of has... All these different what I feel are references to pop culture, but it's it's hard to kind of, you know, get in the mind of 1980 when I'm trying to understand where this picture is going. Right. What is it trying to teach us?
4: Oh, we're, we're looking for it right
2: now. I Ben's copy of the, the thing. I'm looking for the fair people, the big
0: oh.
1: group shot. I don't see it. It's at the very beginning uh, it's on page forty-eight. Forty-eight. Mm-hmm.
3: So something with a
2: gag.
1: Yeah, it was a uh, well. That that picture was done. Byron was holding a couple of the fair creatures. He was holding the djinn and the doll that had kind of like the gag through his mouth. And I'm trying. I'm gonna have to pull it, and I'll post it here in a little Wait, bit.
0: I don't, I don't see anything with a
1: gag. But mm-hmm. I
3: don't remember the other?
1: Yeah, it would have
3: been small.
1: Yeah, it was small, and it was kind of a balder doll. Like it didn't have a lot of hair or anything. It was. Uh, jo- Joe,
2: was that photographed at the veterans uh, at the veterans memorial up at, uh, on Riverside Drive? I don't think that was, uh, or oh, was that Grant's tomb? It looks
3: like Grant's tomb.
2: It might be Grant's tomb, right? So now we're going to get a lot of emails about Grant. I can tell it's coming. Okay.
1: You know it is. <laughs> you know it is. So um, let me just pull up this picture. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, sure.
2: Like, like in the Tinkerbell, I have a picture uh, of Tinkerbells in a, in, in a phone booth with Chinese writing. So everybody thinks it's Chinatown here in New York. And um, it was. Um Someone had thought it was San Francisco because they said to me, Well, I know what the tops of the phone booths look like and they don't look like that in New York. <laughs> but I did not take this to San Francisco. I know I didn't.
4: Um, yeah. Did you drove did you flip? It did
2: fly, Now the one of the bell that would tinker bell at that bell. hmm We go to a church someplace and get that shot? Do you remember that picture?
3: It wasn't in a phone booth or something?
2: No, no, no. The Bell is a church bell. What What page is that? That's page 179. Mm-hmm. Is that? Is that a-
3: oh, it was, I think, in a church. Pardon? I think it was a church. Yeah, I think <laughs> it was a church, too.
1: I think yeah. I think it says at the beginning when we were when you got he was kind of thanking folks. There was some places listed there, right? Um, the Riverside Church.
2: That was Riverside Church. That's yeah. that's a big deal.
3: Well, you
1: yep. know, New I
3: York and and the Caroliner, the, the man that played the bells, yeah, was there, and I can't remember if it was at that time or not.
2: I don't remember. Wow.
3: Don't remember. It was amazing being all the way up there. It was. It was really amazing. Yeah.
1: Okay, so turn to page 109, and we have the passing fancies, and we've got the wonderful John Pirard to look at our, our passing fancies here. <laughs> I love this picture. Oh, yeah. So you look at this picture, there's so much going on. You know, you have the coonskin cap, which could right. relate to
3: all the things of the fads of the past.
1: Davy Crockett, uh, like
4: <laughs> smiley face uh, button. Yeah.
3: Mickey. That Mickey. Yeah. Star Trek.
4: Peace, peace,
2: uh, uh, peace symbol uh, necklace. There. I, don't, <laughs> I don't remember Byron ever drinking a bottle of Perrier, at least not at that point in his life. So why the Perrier is in there? I have no well, idea. because it
4: was a passing fancy. All oh, oh, right. My what? feeling at the time was bottled water. That's a scam.
0: You <laughs> bottled water. You just get it out of the sink.
2: <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Is, is that Alice in Wonderland with a Hulu? No, it's just a Hulu. No, it's just no, a no,
1: Hulu. Uh, why a, do you, why was, and the Hulu, of course, is just a fad as like a passing fancy too. So you felt like you had to, or were you like, Told you need to have these elements in this. No, 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 thing. no.
4: no. It was just, you know, just uh was given the instruction to basically come up with uh fads that that passed, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's pretty simple, you know, it's pretty simple. Nothing really. So, I don't, by the way, I want you to know, I don't know where any of the, I don't know where
2: any of this Oh, yeah,
1: no, we, we, yeah, we, we've established that. No, nobody knows.
2: Okay, you don't. I'll tell you this: If we knew, yeah, we wouldn't be here
1: right now. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Okay, so I have another um, uh, a question for the page one fourteen, the Elf Alpha. Um, this is an interesting guy on a yogurt box with oh, a nice. nice flavor. So,
0: <laughs> I, you know, I haven't
4: seen these pictures in you know forty years so, yeah okay. Yeah. What was what was your uh what was your question?
1: Well the question is everybody's trying to understand who the images belong, like who the faces are, who like are we supposed to look at these faces and go, mm, that guy looks like Brian Wilson from The Beach Boys or so Looks <laughs> yeah, you know, like John Perage.
4: Might might have been. Uh it's just so long ago. I don't remember. I don't
1: yeah. remember yeah these are such interesting illustrations did you i noticed that at times there were comments made about like the usage of vignettes so can you explain like what a vignette is and like how those are used or for people not like you know cognizant of the art world or usage
0: well,
4: you, you only have a, a, a certain amount of uh, – you, you want to arrange the text in such a way that, uh, you know, uh, it, it doesn't look like it's just hanging. So, you know, you just kind of slip stuff in, I guess. Does that work?
1: Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. I just draw pictures. I, could <laughs> I just create. <laughs> um, so with that question in mind – at the very beginning of the book, on page ten, we have the map. So I don't know who did this map, and that was one of the questions: was is this a map that's yours or? That oh, you- I, yeah,
4: I, I did that. I did that. Yeah, I do. I remember um, uh, giving it that sort of uh, aged texture by pouring it pouring coffee on it. I remember doing that.
1: that's that's cool (laughs) who knew coffee could be so personal sure sure really so did you just get to like make it up yourself or you know byron's like hey draw me a map or we would
4: have conferences i would come in a couple times a week and we would just discuss things you know and uh you know i would do some drawing while i was there and uh and uh, show it to him, and he said, "Okay, well, can you, you know, uh, maybe put something in there, you know?" And, and yeah, I mean, it was it, it was like a, a joint uh, creative um, effort, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So, um, with that in mind, we have one other page uh, we'll talk to talk about really quick. Is one seventy five, which is Werner von Brownie. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> kind of an interesting creature here. <laughs> there's there's a lot of history about this particular brownie which I presume and and maybe my presumption could be off but a lot of these names do mirror particular people whether they're a good fairy or maybe a not so good fairy is that a fair guess or
4: Yeah well Werner Ver, Ver, von Braun was uh as you probably know was was one of the main movers and shakers in the uh American space program he was a guy that worked for for hitler during world war uh uh two uh before making making these bombs that would uh, rockets that would uh hit uh england um and uh he, i guess they gave him gave him a pass because you know he had a lot of smarts in his head and but that you know uh he, he was um you know i don't know
1: i don't know yeah. what yeah, I I have read into the right. history on him because you know this is what I think Byron's intention was is for us to figure out some of the history, right? So that yeah. then you could maybe apply it to your verses in whatever city you presume something. Well, well, also,
4: back then, most people knew about this stuff. It was it was a reference to stuff that was pretty. Pretty common knowledge, right? Uh, like Werner von Braun. Maybe, maybe. Well, maybe well, to us, was. To was. It might not have been to everybody. Well, not to everybody, but yeah. you know, I think in,
2: in a general sweep.
1: I yeah. Think yeah. This there is,
4: was a song, that song, Werner von Braun.
0: Yeah,
2: and actually, there's a very famous photograph of him uh, in one of the Time Life books that one of the. I think Ernst Haas, the great Life magazine photographer, took of him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He, he looked like a pretty
4: pretty mean guy of me i don't know well he was a nazi for christ
1: yeah he was a nazi that's right and um what what i have found is these kinds of things which i i would not have known i didn't know about that until i picked up the secret book and i thought well what does that mean or well who's that person and i need to look that up and then the more I read, the more profound it became, because you're really starting to see the lesson and what I presume is a lesson. Because I think Byron, and I did not know him, and I don't claim, you know, I'm just trying to kind of piece this together. But from observation through the book, him being a teacher, I think first was a, he was a teacher for a few years, then before he got into publishing, which is something I, I wanted to ask too if, if you knew about that time period for him. But um, really making sure that people had the proper story of history and of historical figures. And um, it, it's fascinating to me. I mean, when you look at the Detroit Motor Gremlins. Or or the American Motor Gremlins, but he's referencing Detroit and then we go into the Henry Ford aspect or we look at Edison or we look at Burroughs, we look at um, Firestone, we look at uh, Alexander Graham Bell, all of these people, you know, we have kind of this interesting basic history knowledge of what they invented, but who they really were, especially I think from a Jewish perspective, which today by the way happy Hanukkah and <laughs> and it's important I think I'm so grateful to be able to have started to look at these things and process this information in a way and many other readers too trying to just get into the mind of you creators and what you're trying to teach us through the book so,
3: I wasn't trying to teach anybody anything <laughs>
4: I just want to do comedy, you know?
3: I just needed to pay my rent. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah. And maybe, yeah, like here it is, you know, Byron's like, I'm going to make this fun history hunt. I'm going to test people's knowledge and I'm going to have all my friends make all this cool stuff. Which, by the way, Joellen, you made the casks. How many casts did you make? I know there's a question out there for that. I didn't make
3: any casts. I only made a clay prototype, which was taken to a place, I think, called Architectural, I don't know, Architectural something in on Lafayette Street. And they huh? made the casts and the molds, and then they mm-hmm. cast them. Mm-hmm. So I only saw the one ever that Byron gave me.
0: Oh, I, I, I might have
3: seen a couple that I had to paint, but I don't really remember that part.
4: But. I was always dropping hints to Byron that, that I really wanted one, you know, because I thought they were really cool.
1: They were really cool.
4: He never gave
0: me one.
1: You obviously didn't like get him enough pizza or something. I think Ben said he loves <laughs> pizza sauce. Uh,
4: <laughs> could, that, could be, uh, that, that could be it. That could
0: be it. That's one of Byron's two or three food groups. That's for sure. Um, pizza. <laughs>
1: pizza.
0: I love pizza.
1: So, how did you all um, get to meet Byron? I mean, what was the? Well, how did you? I mean, Ben from a while back, John and Joellen through well, work. Or?
2: I guess in order. Um, you no, know, I knew Byron because my parents and his parents were friendly through one of their family members and I went to school with that woman that woman uh Byron had a cousin Still has a cousin named Joan who was uh, became a pediatrician actually at Rusk Institute and uh, so we were friendly and then I was about I don't know six seven years old Byron was probably about three and my brother was the same age as you know as Byron so they actually went you know to kindergarten together first second third fourth grade, fifth grade. They went to middle school together, but they were not friendly. You know, my, my brother was more athletic. Byron was more into, you know, books, books, comics and stuff, which I think is great because he had a real passion for that stuff. And it you know it turned out into a business, which is kind of cool. Yeah.
0: Um, you
2: know, I didn't do photography till I was in my college, my last year of college. But um, he always did what he wanted to do. So I wasn't that friendly with him. And then around i moved into manhattan around 1976 or 7 i was living on upper west side and west 85th street you know one bedroom walk up and my father called me and said you know i, I met ed price the other day ed price was byron's dad he was a F- lawyer famous lawyer well-known lawyer and um he said you know you should like get together with byron sign a publishing company maybe you get some work there and we did we got together it was great and uh you know a couple months passed, a couple more months passed. He had me do an, an author shot for somebody. Not, not a lot of work, and but we became friendly. And we actually, when I got married, um, before I got married, he and his soon-to-be wife, two years later, Sandy, uh, we all got friendly. And Byron had a house out in Long Island that, he rent, that, he, that we rented together, actually. And so we got more friendly that way. And then, you know, I got a couple of projects I want to talk to you about and you know, one of them was a secret and a few other things. Um, That's awesome. The beach boy book, which I only did one or two things for the beach boys. I didn't do the whole book of the beach boys.
1: So Um, Ben, there's a question out there that when or where did Byron meet Sandy? And you have a funny story about that.
2: I've heard a million stories and I'm going to tell you the real story. Okay. I happened to have dinner with her a week ago. So, and we, so, I sort of brought it up again just to make sure I was saying it right. I was, getting, I was getting married in June, of a certain year. I won't say when. Uh, and um, well, before before Joe Ellen, I can tell you that anyway. Um, and um, so I was getting, I was getting married, and I invited Byron to the wedding. He said, "You know, I can't come." So what do you mean you can't come? He said, "It's the weekend of the uh, book convention in, Ch- in Chicago." Oh, Chicago. Okay. And sure enough, he met her, I believe he met her. I, I don't know if he met her at the convention or in a restaurant bar. Now, Byron was not a drinker, okay? Almost never. Occasionally a glass of red wine. I think he did it more as a social thing than really enjoyed wine. And actually, I didn't enjoy wine that much in 1980 either. I acquired a taste later for really good wine. But and that's how we you know, that, that's how we got friendly. I mean,
1: so you say? Um, I know. So I get some questions. Some people say, "Oh, you know, I bet Byron could really tie one on." I mean, what what was his favorite cocktails? And I bet he liked to drink some certain kind of beer, this or that. What?
2: Yeah, he, uh, he, uh, yeah, he drank beer. I think it was called Coke or or Diet Coke. Uh,
1: <laughs> he he didn't go
2: around drinking beer. Okay, no, I did. He didn't. Okay, um, you know, he he didn't do any. You know recreational drugs, um, he was very down on that actually. Um, he 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 was, I, I don't ever remember sitting at a bar with Byron to have a drink. Okay, he might have been in a bar with other people, but he didn't sit around and drink. It just wasn't that wasn't Byron. Okay,
3: yeah,
2: so, uh, that's all
0: I, I, I think,
3: think he always had a project going on in his head, always had
0: a project, going on. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I don't think he. In my impression of Byron is that there was always something he was working on or working out and the world disappeared and he was doing what he did in his head. Yeah. 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 Well,
0: that's
3: what I think. And, sure. you know, I mean, to the point where sometimes he wasn't dressed completely, you know, right. <laughs> I mean, he always looked great, but yeah. like, you know, the buttons would be off or something. <laughs> um, I just remember that from having to go places a couple times with him for like publicity things or something. Right. But how did you meet him originally? I don't know. <laughs> I think because I don't even know how I met you.
2: Well, No, you met me through Byron, but I think. Right. when? I think when? you went through the gallery, into. Um...
3: Maybe, but I had done some illustrations for Playboy. And I think that was before. But you, you did uh, you did a photograph, or uh, mm-hmm. I asked you to do a photograph, so I must have known you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that is awesome. Joellen, when you said you went a couple places for promotion, I, I recall there was a time you had shared where you had went to a, a toy store or something with Byron. Oh, that
3: was just uh, one day um, – I don't know if we we had a meeting or something. He said, "Let's I, let's go to this place. I want I want to show you something." And so we went to a place called the Last Wound Up because I I oh, yeah. had um, wind up toys that I like. I
2: remember that story.
3: Yeah. Right, and so we went there, and um, and it was a store full of wind up toys. He he gave me two of them, which was really nice. I still have them; they're wonderful. But they're very appropriate because one was a dinosaur that you wound up, and I have them here, Um, and it walked, just a dinosaur skeleton. And the other one was a a private eye, and it was just a guy in a suit with just an eyeball for a head. And as it walked, the eyeball turned
0: around. (laughs) Oh, wow.
3: That's great. It's like you know, like those are my treasures. They're really wonderful.
1: Absolutely.
3: But we didn't know each other very well, and he we was just being
1: very very nice. So, John, how did you meet Byron?
4: Uh it's a pretty simple story. Uh, when I was uh, still at uh, Syracuse University, uh, uh, I, uh, you know, I bought lots of stuff back then, lots of books and stuff. And uh, I, I, I was attracted to this series of pulp uh, uh, short stories uh, called The Weird Heroes. Uh, 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 there a series of these weird heroes. Uh, it was like a magazine, but in, in paperback form. Like, like that? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. You got it. Uh, But, you know, lots of very famous uh, authors and stuff like that. I just thought it was so cool. When I moved to New York City, I saw that, uh, you know, I was always, you know, dragging my portfolio around, trying to get work. Uh, I went to a, um, uh, it it was, I think it was at Union Square, Barnes & Noble. Uh, Byron was doing a chat about something. I don't remember what it was. Uh, And uh, when it was over, I said, uh, I had you know, some work with me, and I said, uh, "Hey, uh, I really appreciate a lot of the stuff that you've done, especially those weird heroes books." And uh, uh, he said, oh, "Well, that's great, thank you. Uh, uh, why don't you come over to my apartment, uh, like on Tuesday, and uh, we can talk and see if we can get something for you?"
2: And we went, went to his apartment. What what street was that on? And it was East Sixty Third Street between Second and Third. I think at one time that building. Before it became apartments, might have been a seminary. Oh, really? And they, oh. yeah, and they they converted to the condos and that I mean apartment rentals. And Byron was in there. Uh, it's a beautiful apartment. It was uh, like two levels. Uh, yeah, two you know, you who know, lived at the time and they got friendly living with was Peter Peter Melman was one of the guys that developed Seinfeld. Oh,
1: yeah, oh. This is like yeah. Seinfeld.
2: Right. also the uh, the
4: guy who uh uh did the comic strip Doonesbury are you familiar oh, Gary with that? Gary Trudeau? Gary Trudeau and his work. wife was Jane, um, Jane, Pauley. Jane Pauley, was, uh Jane Paul Jane who is they lived there for a short time yeah. Yeah. And I, I thought that was really amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Jane Pauley's from Indiana. Uh, That's right. She, she's a That's beautiful, right.
4: beautiful woman. Who's so, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Gary,
4: Indiana Gary
1: just a little place of the big racetrack. That's about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh,
1: so, so these, um, so these meetings with Byron, and then uh, I want to talk a little bit more about your art. I know that um, I have a slide presentation here uh, for you guys that I'm going to kick up on the screen. So, um, bear with me for just a second, and I will. Yeah. Added in.
3: I think I remembered something. I remember that um, Byron was working with somebody I knew uh, that I lived with at the time, who was working on the Choose Your Own Adventure stories. Mm. And um, I think that might be how I met Byron. Which what name? Th- what stories? Choose Your Own Adventure. Oh, the Choose. You. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. And I think those were before the secret.
4: Yeah, uh, I, I worked uh, on some of the choose Choose Your Own Adventures, uh, but they were after the, the series. Oh, they were after. So, uh, but I mean, maybe he was doing them before that as maybe. well.
3: Was a lot of them.
4: Yeah, yeah. Oh,
3: never mind.
0: So oh.
1: no, I think that's great because I know there are some uh, collectors of that Choose Your Own Adventure. Um,
0: big deal. Yeah, big one
1: thing. of one of my um, page mods, Michael. He. He's been trying to put his hands on those and um, it's really fascinating. I mean, just like to see all of your works and in these different projects, obviously with the secret, but outside of the secret and kind of following it along has been uh, an interesting travel through artistic history, especially with iconic folks as yourselves, which we are so grateful to talk to. (laughs) And get to share with. So I wanted to put this up. Um, I'm going to try to bump us over here a little bit. There we go. This is some, I have compiled some things from John and from Ben and, and Joellen here. And, and I am excited about some of these things. So John, tell me what these are.
4: Well, I got a day job. Uh, I work at uh, film at uh, Lincoln Center, and uh, I just wanted to sort of express my feelings about the place. Uh, and wow. uh, you know, uh, this is um, the one that you have up here is the, the entrance to the Eleanor Bune and Monroe Film Center,
0: awesome. and
4: the figure uh, is uh, like a typical um, a, a typical customer at the theater you see, he's got like knives and stuff in him. You know, this is from uh, an African uh, exhibit at the uh, uh, at Museum of Modern Art, I oh. think. Uh, yeah.
0: Awesome. Uh, yeah.
4: And, uh, this is like, like a lot of, a lot of, lot of characters who come to, to the theater, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, mm.
4: you know, and, and this is one of them.
1: I love it. I love it. Yeah. What okay. is this one?
4: Uh, this is a project that I've been working on for years. Uh, it's uh, Sam Bonnard's uh, Amazing Lunar Adventure. Uh, <laughs> Sam Bonnard was a cowboy, and uh, he was also uh, a hero of many dime novels. Uh, and he also became uh, he became a senator for a while, and uh, he lived to be um, uh, in his uh, 120-something years old. But what? This was... Um, uh, He and uh, his partner Wild Bill uh, uh, went to the moon on this on this uh, this spacecraft that that was uh, that was built for them by a a crazy scientist, uh, Doctor Dibbles.
0: Uh, And
4: uh, yeah, this is just this is just a scene from 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 that story.
1: And so um, I have to point out that it almost looks a little bit like some kind of Spanish galleon
4: yeah 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 yeah, yeah,
1: in yeah. here which yeah. we know there's there's some spanish references and some columbus references in the secret book too so i thought oh wow this is kind of this just kind of feels like it ties together a little in some ways kind of interesting all that it could be a connection there a little bit I'll figure it out <laughs> what about this one this seems very romantic to me uh it's um
4: I took it from a still from a from a silent film. I I, um, I don't know what to, I, I, I like girls, you know.
1: Hey, well, wow. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, this guy I love.
0: <laughs> Thank you, yeah, Chicken Hamlet. Oh,
4: for Yorick, your life is no yoke. Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's so good. Cheers. We know that, you know it's funny too because even in the secret book, and I always joke with Ben, uh, and when I visited with Joellen that the ties to Byron in some ways is like the seven degrees of Byron Price, like you hear the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, whom I also love. But it all is so interesting how you can talk about. Shakespeare and then in the secret book there's mentions of, you know, the the fairy queen which if you go back in history and we know what really kind of brought histories about in England was Queen Victoria. She was technically the fairy queen. And then you have the Shakespeare element of Puck and Robin Goodfellow and all of that. So when I saw this, I thought, "Oh man, I hope that it would be really awesome to be able to get a copy of that. <laughs> That's <I'll be> cool.
4: I'm <laughs> doing prints. Some of people have been urging me to do prints. Do prints. Do prints.
0: Oh,
1: okay. We're going we to make sure we can get that going. Cause this, I mean, this is just amazing.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I love it. I, yeah. And That's I love this. Speaking of dinosaurs, Joe Ellen.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: again,
4: again, this is the, uh, the entrance to the Eleanor Bune and Monroe film center. <laughs> and uh, another customer, another couple of customers. And if you look in the background, <laughs> way in the background, that's Raquel Welsh from oh. One Million Years BC. Do you see that's that? Right right there? Yeah,
0: yeah.
4: Who, yeah. Uh, who I, I, I got to meet. I got to meet at the at, at Film at Lincoln Center. Uh, we had a, a retrospective of uh, 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 her films and uh, she was to be... Um, uh, interviewed on stage by none other than Dick Cavett. Who maybe some of your older? Wow, are. I know him. And uh, I wanted to get her autograph. I, I had uh, I had got to meet uh, uh, Ray Harryhausen, who was a famous guy. Uh, oh, and I had a book, and he signed that for me at the at the the Walter Reed over there. Uh, and then a few years later, uh, uh, Raquel Welch was there. And I want she was in one of his movies, One Million Years, B.C., and I wanted to get her, her autograph on that page. The page that had the poster. Uh, and uh, so I went backstage uh, uh, just before the interview and Dick Cabot was sitting there. I, I went,
0: oh, Dick Cabot. Wow. Oh, Mr.
4: Cabot. I was just wondering if you could get Miss Welch to, to autograph my book for me. And he said, yeah, well, I think I can do that. And he said, oh, by the way, sir. I'm a huge fan of yours as well. I used to watch you every night on your show. I'm a huge fan. And he said, Oh, so you're the one. (laughs) And I said, I would have brought a DVD collection that I have of of you interviewing uh, the the great TV comics of the age, but I I didn't know you were going to be here. So uh, uh, yeah. So I guess I was not going to get it signed. And he said,
0: well, go back home and get it," he said. <laughs> that's yeah. Awesome. Lots of people,
4: lots of people that's great. I met Steve Martin the other night. That was great. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> I love this. What's this one? This one looks really sweet.
4: Well, this is uh, this is uh, another a former coworker of of, of of mine. She was a projectionist at oh, yeah. uh, uh, do you remember Renee? She's a lovely woman. She's a great projectionist. Her name is Norman Birmingham. And if she's if, if anybody needs to hire a projectionist, I, I recommend her.
1: And that's wow. her dog Ruby. Her dog Ruby. That is awesome. Now I have to ask you too, what mediums are these? Um
4: uh, well, you know, I work in a lot of I think most of uh, well, this is these this is those this is oils. Uh mm-hmm. I think the other stuff, uh, I also work in watercolor and uh, uh, gouache, you know, Uh, and also I work in acrylics. I do do the whole nine yards. I felt that uh, I needed to be familiar with all those things. So I, I, you know, so I uh, do
1: it. And Joellen, how about you? You, What is your favorite medium, would you say?
3: Oh, um, (laughs) I don't know.
1: <laughs> let's see um
3: for many years it was cloth mm-hmm. and um then it was oil mm-hmm. oil paints on on canvas yeah. I really love that by the way uh, John that's a really wonderful isn't that great, isn't
1: yeah, great? she she
4: was, she was a great she was a great person uh, uh, uh we were showing out uh, a uh, she was uh, projecting for this uh who uh he, she's an old hippie she was an old hippie, and we were. Uh, she was projecting. Uh, uh, the kids are all right, I think. Uh huh. One of those Who movies, and uh, she came out of the projection booth and just started dancing in, <laughs> in, in the theater. And, and she was just. Ah, I loved her. She was great. I haven't seen her in years.
3: Oh. Are, they, are people still using projectors? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, well, that's good.
4: But now they're more of. Well, some of it's digital, a lot of it's digital, digital, but, but we, uh, uh, at our theater, we, uh, and and most of the art houses in the city, uh, we definitely have, still have uh, 35 millimeter, 35 millimeter. Yeah. 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 You don't want to lose that.
1: So what do we have here?
4: Well, that's, uh, that's, uh, um, the, uh, uh, Sam Bonnard sidekick buster. He's, uh, He's, uh, uh, it's a dog that talks and people are really impressed by that. Uh, and he, he won a bonnet won him in a poker game. Oh, awesome.
1: <laughs> that is amazing. I love it. I love these. This is another oh, yeah. one of my favorites here.
4: Yeah. A lot of people like that. One. Yeah. That's that's on the moon. That's um, that's a, a lunar rat arach- arachnid. It's a, uh a, uh, what is it? A, a, a slob, slob spider, or something? I don't remember what I called it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arach, slob. It's an arachnus slob. That a, a great face.
1: <laughs> so Sam, it's
4: amazing. Well, uh, Sam Bonner's in the middle. Uh, uh, Wild Bill, his associate, is up to the left. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who's in the back there. I don't remember. I, I don't remember who that that is. I did that a few years ago. They got a few.
1: That's awesome. I just have
4: been working on this project for you know a long time. I won't tell you how long.
1: <laughs> An endless project.
0: Yeah.
4: Well, hopefully, hopefully eventually, uh, you know, it, it'll it'll get finished and somebody'll want to use it. And that's um uh, that's at Lincoln Center. That's at the uh, 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 the Geffen Geffen. No, no, that's at the Met. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the the Met uh, Opera. Uh, I don't know if you heard of that. The Met Opera, it's uh, the Metropolitan Opera. Uh, yeah. That's just the senior day at the
1: Metropolitan Opera.
3: See, the senior day at the Met. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. it. Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: great. And we have this one, which is oh, really yeah. interesting. And
4: that's, that's my wife right in the center, and that's, uh, oh, that's really? Alice Tully Hall. It's, it's oh. During the New York Film Festival.
1: And who's on the screen here?
4: That's actually from a Twilight Zone episode. I'm, I'm trying to remember the actors. I, that wasn't actually what was being projected there when I took the, the many photographs. Of, the photograph. mm. It was from a from you know the original Twilight Zone. The the, the actor on the right is very famous, but I can't
0: remember. Who it is now.
2: And Byron did a book with Rod Serling. He, the Twilight Companion, Twilight Zone Companion. Yeah. Rod well, uh, Serling died in 1975. Yeah, yeah. But Byron, did, no, Byron did it by, uh, uh, oh, with his wife. Oh, with his oh, wife, really? who, <laughs> who actually uh, was on the board of Ithaca College when my son went there, and you know, uh, Rod Serling taught at Ithaca College. He was from Binghamton, and oh. two of his episodes take place in the Ithaca bus station. One of them is with uh, English Stevens. I, I, oh, she was so. Beautiful.
1: So would you say there are some Twilight Zone elements in some of your uh, other illustrations or work and anything tied into The Secret in any way?
4: Uh, Probably.
1: Inspiration.
4: Yeah, I I can't give you any specifics, but uh, undoubtedly. I mean, Serling and The Twilight Zone were were such a huge influence on on me and and friends. I'm a big big SF fan, big science fiction fan, not sci-fi. Don't yeah. say sci-fi. Sci-fi is, is a, a rude word. Uh, science fiction <laughs> uh, and uh, Serling. Uh, I used to have. I used to have uh, the shooting script for the the pilot episode of uh, Plaza, mm-hmm. but I had to sell it because you know. I had
1: there word. you go. You got. I mean, when the markets when the market's good, it's fun to trade art. Yeah. yeah. What is the so when we um, and I'm going to leave this up for a second too because when I think about the Paltry geist in the secret book it's a illustration you did of a gentleman who's asleep on a pillow what
4: what page is that
0: on
1: so the poultry geist is on Paltry geist mhm well there's actually there's a there's there's the mind boggles that I want to talk about too because it feels very um that's on page 95 so let's go there first Oh, look um, you got uh, Okay. On page
4: ninety-five. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, you told me. That. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got it right here. The mind boggles. Mm-hmm. On page ninety-five. Yeah.
1: And so it feels very like Bella Lugosi or sure. Twilight, maybe Twilight Zone. Like I, I, and I noticed the Budweiser can, and I'm thinking, were you a fan of Budweiser? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> it was
4: 1980 alright okay yeah. Stuff back then. yeah
1: I thought well, wow, popcorn TV guide which is kind of interesting because when you read about the mind boggles and then he puts you know videoticus Nielsenian. I presume he is obviously referencing the Nielsen ratings.
0: yeah, <laughs> yes, <right>. yeah.
1: <laughs> which is kind of funny um But that is an amazing creature. And so I was like, I've got to ask him, you know, who this this is or what this inspiration is, because it's.
4: Well, you know, I I wish I could give you like an exciting, mysterious answer. But, you know, I I, I've looked at and emulated uh, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, pulp art and um, book covers and comics and stuff like that. It all just kind of boils down into into that image and uh yeah i, I don't know. i don't think there are any specific uh, okay
0: i think
1: I'm, i can Sorry. i can respect that i can respect i mean i know it's been 40 years and i'm going hey go back and tell me exactly what this means like it's like saying what do you have for breakfast march 13th of 1981 and you're gonna go well you know. would,
4: he, would, he, would, he would give you a good answer right
1: <laughs> oh yes
4: food
2: anything food I remember
1: lots of, lots of latkes because that's what I'm gonna make later. But anyway, um on page 121 is the poultry geist. And that's kind of interesting when I look at him sleeping on this pillow. And I thought, I've I've gotta ask you, you know, you've got all these little oh little yeah, dab, yeah. jab him with uh pitchforks and stuff while he sleeps. And I'm thinking, is this like a playoff of poltergeist? Because I I I was a poltergeist fan. <laughs>
4: I don't think I don't think culture guys had, had come out yet. No, I was, yet. I think it was
2: like maybe like eighty-two. or something.
4: I think that that came out. So
2: sorry. You know what's weird? I look at that illustration, John. Yeah. You know what it looks like to me, and I know it's not. It looks like a young Hal Holbrook,
4: the actor. I, I, he,
2: I, he's he,
4: always been old. He was always old. He wasn't always old. Oh, okay. And he <laughs> was on a.
0: <laughs> his hair. old.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love boy. it. I thought, well, is this like kind of the the sleeping guy from you know um Washington Irving? Rip Van Winkle. Oh, oh,
4: yeah, 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 Uh sure. Yeah, we'll go with Sleepy, that. Sleepy Hollow and
0: all that,
4: right? Yeah. That's
1: yeah. right. Your memory
4: is as bad as mine. That's right. That's right. That
1: this was We've got another one coming up. So look at this guy. Tell me who this is. This is awesome.
4: Yeah, thank you. Unbelievable. That's uh yeah, that's a uh that's a comedian uh getting uh getting back at, at a heckler basically. <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, the 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 drummer is who's that Jewish comedian uh um from like the, the early sixties,
2: uh, um. gee, a Jewish comedian from the early sixties. I don't think there were any, really. Myron Cohen. Cohen? Right.
3: My, no,
2: yeah. Myron Cohen. Myron. Myron. Oh yeah, because of the bow tie. Yeah yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I use. I mean,
4: it's not supposed to be him. But I just I use him as
2: reference. It's like, a young. It's a young Myron Cohen. Myron Cohen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he was
0: never young.
4: <laughs> Myron never young. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And
1: they were all.
4: Um, so you see, I don't know if you can see there's a tomato flying yeah, a tomato oh
1: yeah, <laughs> right here. That is so awesome.
4: That's the way I feel often as an artist. Uh, you know, it's like everybody's a critic, you know, oh,
1: yeah, well, you know, you can also feel that way if you're on social media
3: <laughs> oh, boy. Don't You're know. Out there. <laughs>
1: you know you're out there. you you're take there. it all.
3: <laughs>
1: Let's look at the next one. This is the great one too.
4: Okay, that's that's uh, that's dormant again.
1: The projectionist.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's that's upstairs at the Walter Reed Theater uh, in uh, uh, Lincoln Center. Awesome. Uh, you should, uh, by the way, you should all uh, you should all come out to see if you're in New York City. Come on out to, come out to uh, 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 film at Lincoln Center. We have two uh, spots uh, across the street from each other. One is the Walter Reed theater which you have to go upstairs to get to mm-hmm. and the eleanor bune and monroe film center uh which is uh, down the street it's on uh 60 65th street between broadway and amsterdam mm-hmm. if you want to see some really interesting movies yeah you should you should come and come and hang
1: out oh and, i'm do i'm totally doing that in the spring i'm definitely coming
4: yeah. all right well listen yeah uh uh if there's something something you want to see, just let me know, we'll, we'll or let it. or let somebody else know. Oh yeah, well, uh, uh, Ben's, yeah. Ben's uh, son is uh, is. Uh,
1: yeah, we're gonna we will definitely we were gonna come and visit. I'm sure if people want to uh, when they're watching this too. I mean, you you might just get bombarded. Look out! <laughs> oh, <I just> got <laughs> oh oh, we talked about that one. Let's talk about this one. Yeah, uh, well, that's that's the the prologue
4: to uh, Sam Bonner. Uh, yeah, that's Sam Bonnard in 1970. Uh, uh, so I don't know if you can you can read the text. I
0: uh, you
4: know. here. here, let me get up here. Oh. It says, uh, it was late it was late summer day in 1971 when the Arma Kansas Tribune star enlisted my services to write a feature story about the mysterious old man living out his last days in the Helen Crump Memorial Best Rest Village and uh, retirement home, a musty institutional dive, cluttered with dusty uh, di- uh, bibles and battered back issues of the Reader's Digest. Uh, 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 boy, I can't read. Uh, uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll take. It says issues of the Reader's Digest and decorated with depressing artistic religious uh, well assurance,
4: assurances assurances a better world to come whose function seemed mainly to encourage the current residents to hurry up and, quote, get on with it as it were.
1: <laughs>
4: so, so that's my, my, uh, that's my prologue to the, uh, to the thing. I wrote that.
1: I love it. I love, it. I I love, love it. And, and right? so what do you remember, sir? So he's questioning him like he is the uh, detective.
4: Yeah. Well, he's, he's, uh, he's a newspaper guy.
1: Newspaper guy. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah so he's you know this is goes to exactly what we see um in some of the illustrations just the the amount of detail that you put into your work here yeah even the background behind him um all of these little additions that add the character i mean it's it's mind-blowing the the I have, amount of
4: i'm an illustrator so
1: you know it is.
3: It makes such a beautiful pattern, too. I mean, despite you know, the artistic the, the, yeah. the, your, your skill and everything, but it,
1: it makes a really beautiful. Oh, it's just like I so know.
3: finite.
4: you not going to make me cry. Thank you. Oh,
1: well, I mean, this is it's so good. I mean, I can draw a stick figure. I'm. I, that's all I got. But this is just mind-blowing. The amount of
4: Thank you. You just need to apply, you know, just, you know, just do it all the time. You know, I, I get up every morning. I, I go take my shower. I have to take the dog out first because he's getting old and he's, you know, like wet. And yeah. Everything. And then that's I just my table and, and I work for like three hours. Get lunch, then come back and work uh, three more hours usually.
1: So that just- is, that's awesome. And to hear your, inspirations are really really cool what's this what is this here
4: we're sold out get out of here that's the uh, box office there that's the box office at the Eleanor Buhner Monroe Film Center it's something uh, uh, it happens occasionally people freak out because they can't get in to see the movie that they want right,
1: to right, right. Mm-hmm.
2: So that's, that's, that's my New Yorker cover that's you where.
1: know the meltdown yeah.
2: you know people who go to Lincoln Center Film are real true film buffs. Mm. They don't just go to see Raiders of the Lost Ark at, you know, at the big theater. They like the foreign films the you know, the art films, films that have been crafted in a certain way. French, they have a French, Italian, Israeli film festival. We also have like, uh, old festivals of old
4: Americans. Uh, and, uh, I love those because the Altakakis from the neighborhood all come in. We talk about like. Uh, that's uh,
2: Latin, by the way. Yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, talk, we talk about, uh, you know, uh, famous character actors that we remember. That's Mickey Dolan's father there, you know, and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's a great thing to do. You know? Yeah. That is so awesome. I love the neighbors, you know. That, yeah. Uh,
2: that, 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 the Even though it's like, Lincoln Center, this big place. It's a neighborhood place. Yeah, is, it so. is. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Kind of like a hangout. I mean, you have to kind of really understand New York living in a sense, too, to be able to really appreciate when you say neighbors, you know, like, oh, it's neighbors, it's New York City. It's just Lincoln Center. You know, I'm like, I have neighbors out and I'm in the country and it's like, wow. <laughs>
2: yeah. you know, the other thing is I know people used to see Pretty cool. people interested in watching Netflix now and Amazon. I'm sorry. There is nothing like seeing a movie yeah. on a big screen. Oh, yeah. yeah. With people that you don't know, it's a, yeah. joy, it's, a it's, it's a joyful community experience. Yeah, it, really uh, is. it really is. Yeah, uh, uh,
1: yeah. I remember um, growing up. One of my most favorite things uh, was to go and see the midnight show of Rocky Horror Picture Show with Tim Curry oh, in in Indianapolis, <laughs> in Bloomington, Indiana. Actually, that's
2: we we used to go to the. Uh, it was at the Waverly, right? So, yeah. Right? Yes. 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 Yeah, no, not the Waverly, it
4: was at the uh, uh, West 4th Street, uh, what was on West
0: 4th Street? Oh, really? Forum. Uh, which is the theater there anymore.
4: Okay. That maybe they did at the Waverly also. I, but, I thought but the
2: no, not, not the Waverly. The, was, the 8th Street Playhouse. No, you, no, the one that's the IFC Theater, what's the IFC Theater? Oh, uh, it used to be the, Wa- the Waverly. It was at the Waverly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I
4: thought it was at, because when I moved to New York, it was playing at, at uh, the 8th Street Playhouse. Okay. You, know, you know which is just sure, just, well, sure. It's, uh, it's not there, anymore.
2: sure it probably moved around, I'm sure. Yeah, and that was yeah. Susan Sarandon was in that movie. Yeah, yeah.
1: I like Susan Sarandon a lot. But Tim Curry, Tim Curry is is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. yeah. he's, he's terrific. He's oh, amazing. He's amazing. Okay, and then I have a few fair people here. Oh, oh,
2: god. That's now, cool. Joe Ellen, that was at Columbia or City. What? What theater was this?
3: I would have said Columbia, but I don't really remember. I, I just know it was up way up high on the west side. Yeah. So Columbia you know. Up, Columbia
2: what? Columbia University. Oh, Columbia University. Oh, but it might Columbia. have been one of their smaller theaters because they had a couple of. Uh, it, was a,
3: it wasn't a huge
2: theater. It was not a huge theater, no. But to me, this sculpture. Those piano keys in the in the teeth. Oh, I love
0: yeah, yeah.
1: If I could buy a doll like that today, I would. i put oh them right here on my shelf. Joel, it was you know, it's big. It was very big. What was it? It was. And big. Yeah. As big as the Maître Damon that you have? Like that big or bigger? No, Maître Damon's pretty big. It's
3: long and skinny. This guy was, he was probably, I would say, about three feet tall.
4: Wow! How long were you there? How long was the the session that
2: you're shooting? Not, not particularly that long. Because I, I, I used
4: to hang out with the
2: uh, Columbia University crowd. You know, so. we did it pretty we did it pretty quickly, and of course, the great thing about this is that when uh, we did two shots and he was conducting, and you're looking at the conductor, and there are these all these empty seats, which is the picture that ran in the book. But of course, when I was contacted about the secret forty years later. I started going through the negatives, We're going through contact sheets I'm looking at the negatives with a loop with a little magnifying, and I go, "Who is that woman and sitting in the seat there I'm going, it's joellen uh-huh. this is like this is like Alfred Hitchcock being in Wait for it movie and Ellen appears in a couple of pictures I, uh-huh.
1: she does, and i I was trying to get um and I'm going to put that one up too, because hopefully we can have another little uh, memory session and chat. And I'm going to put some of those up too, because that was amazing to see you put her and her sitting in the background looking kind of forlorn. And I, I, well, reason, it's not I actually,
2: in my slide. <laughs> I actually, I actually think what happened, I, I think I asked Joelle to sit there to just, I wanted to get like a scale thing going. But mm-hmm. then then she left the picture because. You know, she wasn't really supposed to be in the picture.
3: Oh, you told me to move, I think. I think, yeah, move. <laughs> get,
1: out <laughs> get out of the way. Yeah. You're always in my
3: photographs.
1: You know? But tell me about this one, because this one is, like, oh, really God. iconic and um amazing.
2: Well, we Jill and I had a date. We went out of the Staten Island Ferry. <laughs>
3: Staten Island Ferry. Duct tape.
2: Duct tape. <laughs> a lot of duct tape. And let me tell you something. I kept thinking, oh, please. get we got to shoot this fast because I don't want that ferry to move in, fall into the water. Um, It's a great, I I love this sculpture. It's, it's just one. And, you know, having, having the world trade center there is, you know, the world Uh. trade center was only, I believe it was less than 10 years old at that point.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Because I think I, I bought that New York book that said it was its final completion wasn't, wasn't yeah, like it was still having yeah. pieces done. Yeah, it's oh. really, really an iconic picture. And so, it really, is. did Byron say the spirit has to be female, and why? Whatever was this? Just kind of your own creative process, Joe Allen.
3: Um, no, he didn't. He didn't give me any direction he just said you know i don't know what he said (laughs) he just gave me a list of things to do and i yeah yeah
0: you're
4: like okay well that was the thing about byron was was, that was so great was he basically did let you do what you wanted i think he saw talent he saw uh people with vision joellen and uh and said go ahead do it i trust you you know Mm -hmm.
0: It's yeah. very
1: interesting,
4: and he he didn't he didn't criticize that much. I, I don't know,
1: you know, Was he a really um, was he was he f- a fun boss, like a fun person to work for?
4: Every time, every time I, I went there, uh, he he just he just smiled and just, just just was very welcoming when when I came into his office. Uh, yeah, no, he's a great guy, great guy, nice
2: mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, yeah. I like him a lot. You know, the years I knew him. I never had an argument with him, never. Yeah. No.
1: Would you say?
4: I, I, I did once when I, I I couldn't get an advance on something. <laughs> I broke his front door. <laughs> to, the, to The office? Yeah, it was at the, at uh, twenty four West twenty fifth Street. I like banged on it like that, and uh, <laughs> and and it broke, and I went, oh, f. So I, I didn't mean to do that. And there goes your advance. Yeah, uh, no, he actually gave it to me. <laughs> he, really? he, he actually gave it to me, yeah. and, and he gave me more work and stuff, and I felt like a jerk. But you know. <laughs> No, you know, you
3: know, it, the thing about getting paid, you, know, you knew you were going to get paid. You didn't always get paid exactly when you expected to get paid.
1: Sure, sure. Well, so, and, of course, you're all like, you know, this is, what, out of college, and you're like, even yeah. you kind of don't even really know what, you're, what you should expect or what you... I mean, it's like a, a foreign a new world, right? As you're embarking on your careers.
0: Well, let's see. Um,
1: hmm. probably, I was
3: probably... Well, I was in my
1: mid-30s, so... So you know, were... You kind of already, been in there a little, in the groove. No,
3: I, I was already, you know, doing yeah. what I did in my life, so... Um,
1: yeah, yeah.
3: But... You know, he was trying to make ends meet. You know, he had a budget. Oh, sure.
0: Yeah, sure. He did a lot, he did
3: he was a lot
4: of very stuff. as well. He was super ambitious. You know.
3: We did a little Byron bashing, maybe, but you know, not much. Because <laughs> uh, uh, he was yeah. so sweet, he was the nicest man.
0: I mean, he maybe. was. He
4: was charming. He was absolutely charming guy.
1: Yeah. Would you say that you feel his? Um... You know, his like being up in the creative process and, um, and him as a person, when you say, you know, he's kind and he's sweet and all these things, you feel like maybe his Judaism really yeah. kind of rooted him in his ethics and morals. Uh,
2: what do you think?
4: I, I, I don't, you know, know
1: he wasn't I,
2: listen, he went to services occasionally, he didn't go every week. Um,
1: Or I just mean kind of like ethically when we're, you know, when he's like, I say that because the secret book seems just to really kind of facilitate people understanding history of indigenous tribes, of slavery, of all these things. And so, you know, part of that is from kind of your own, right, upbringing, also some of it from what you have absorbed from you know, reading research material yourselves, but also how he kind of viewed the world. And he wanted, from when you look at the secret book, it seems to be um, cognizant of kindness, of, you know, uh, understanding people's cultures. And so that's why I guess I should reframe the question in the way that, you know, cultures are important to him, regardless of what his may be, but other people too.
4: I think he was just a decent guy. I think he's going he, he, he was raised. I don't think it had anything to do with religion. Mm-hmm. Very decent. Uh,
0: religion, you know,
2: eh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think just because you you're religious, you're a nice person. No. <laughs> no. no, no. You know. If or- you don't believe what I believe, then I'm gonna kill
0: you. Right. Right.
1: Now. That's right. Or, or or even going back to the eighties, I can think of seeing like Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. I think there's a Netflix show out about them right now. (laughs) It's a little, uh, Oh, they're the eighties. That was a lot of mascara moving on. Yeah. (laughs) The guy that brought us all together. I have to give thanks to Josh Gates because um, without, you know, watching his discovery channel show of the expedition unknown, Uh, that opened doors to me for The Secret four or five years ago, I wouldn't get to be sitting here and chatting with you guys. And so I am grateful and I'm thankful um, for... uh, Uh, There you go. So, yeah. So thanks, Josh, for that. And then... I've got this beautiful photo here. Oh,
0: gorgeous. Oh
2: god, that's great. Beautiful picture. Was only taken over the summer. And actually I was going to a hotel to meet Karen. And it was a little rainy out there. And I just was I just looked to my right. And I don't know. I just I just saw it as a picture. <laughs> just saw it as a photograph. just all the graphics and the geometrics and of course so there's gorgeous. a little water tower there. Like like a stepping. And there's also uh it's gorgeous. Uh the Mona Lisa's right here because that was a uh, an advertisement for the Mona Lisa having to do, I think, with the Museum of Modern Art, even though the Mona Lisa is not there. It's, yeah, you know, we know where it is at the Louvre. Yeah. But um mm-hmm. so yeah, it just you know, I'm I'm actually trying to get away from water towers a little bit. Um though so I was in the liquor store the other day and I down a water tower vodka. There's water ta- it has a picture of a water tower. I took a picture of it. I thought wow, this it's crazy. That's um, awesome. but that's the kind of stuff I'm sort of getting into now walking around New York. I don't really shoot people much anymore. because um, uh, they want to shoot you. Right? Right. <laughs> uh, it's be- it's best not to make eye contact a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, there you go. I that just was- you know and I'm kind of trying to capture the old New York, which is sort of being taken over by the new New York, and it's to me, it's not a very pretty picture. Yeah, don't get me started. Um, mm-hmm. I don't need to see any more ninety-eight-story uh, oh, Russian okay. oligarch buildings being built Maybe. on Seventh Street. So, oh, boy, I'll there's, talk about
0: that later.
1: Yeah, there's there's something to be said for that, and when you when we were talking about, I always try to keep you know politics pretty low key and out of. Uh, the podcast but there's a lot of politics in the secret book and there is a, uh, a reference to Richard Nixon and uh, some of the things that went on at that time and unfortunately that wasn't a time that I am privy to just recall of things that happened so between mentions of like OPEC. It makes me think about the Gash Crunch of 1979. Uh, so I have to think that some of these things influenced some of the illustrations and, and the dolls um, that Byron was asking you to do. Is that a...
4: It's inescapable. Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you specifically, but but yeah, I mean, yeah. in the news, and it was like, it was important and uh, it, you know, it was just Part of the common parlance, you know, uh, you know what's going on.
1: Right? Yeah, like I think about um, Reagan and Gorbachev, and you know, the Berlin Wall, things that may have, like, you know, in that time, a snapshot, right, of being back in that time frame and trying to understand and even maybe compare and contrast to today. Is it the same, but it, but different? you know what i mean are we is it the still the same kind of struggles the same kind of areas of struggle and it's just now only been 40 years like the players change
3: it depends on who you're asking because sometimes things don't change as quickly as we would like them to change yeah
4: the specifics change but the, the structure of uh you know, what's going on does, doesn't really change, you know.
1: When we think about, like, uh, let me look at one of my little lists here, the job goblin or the rich doctor or the glitches, you know. Some of these things, like the glitches. We've had the glitches all, you know, most of the afternoon here. I think I'm, I'm grateful. I think we're working them out. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's almost um, really kind of just its own little history book now when you look back on it.
3: Well, it's definitely a viewpoint.
1: You know, some of the different things, um, which I understand from in the back of the book on page 220, and it says, you know, the treasure, this is how I have determined the location of a treasure using the clues in the secret. And that's interesting because this is written in a mind uh, a time frame where the only way you were going to communicate with Byron was through the mail, right? That's I mean, nineteen eighty one ish. I mean, even a collect call from Indianapolis to, or a, a long distance call to New York. I mean, I remember paying collect calls. I don't know if I mean you may remember, but. <laughs> And so you had to write out to Byron, and Byron, I think, wanted us.
2: And I used, I used actually, uh, I, I, I actually used a pen, <laughs> a quill. Actually, I used a quill. Well, <laughs> so cool, yo. Um, yo, yo, yeah. I mean, uh, we did. A, you know, he scribbled a lot of. I wish I had kept a lot of his notes yeah. because his notes were sort of interesting. The way he wrote. I mean, and he, you know, he just like really, really quickly and sometimes you got it sometimes you didn't get it but um, I probably have some of those and you know he, works, he, you he know. carried a oh, lot awesome. of, he carried a lot of notes in his inside of his sport jacket or suit pocket mm-hmm. I had a grandfather like that that had these envelopes with rubber bands around them and my grandfather things written Byron was sort of like that um, and nothing wrong with that I mean he won no I, that was great I mean he yeah. actually once found the check that he thought he lost that he was supposed to send to me <laughs> in his pocket. <laughs> that's I, mean, I, can't this, I can't make this stuff up. Joellen is posed just the way I photographed her in the secret book, just like right
3: that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, my, okay, my, my awesome. sister and I will be together. for about five years apart, and um, we are invariably in the same position, but, you know, mirror images of each other. Yeah, I'll she is. Like this and she be like, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she
1: is. there, look at, go. there we go. <laughs> that's an yeah. iconic Joellen look right there. I gotta,
2: I gotta find those negatives. That's that's I gotta find.
3: Yeah, I wish I, I, wish I had all the pieces that I seem to have lost.
2: We all wish you had all the pieces that you. Had. <laughs> I wish I wish I had Henny Youngman's photographs again by them. Uh, and I can't find the picture of the cask. I can't find the picture of all the fair people on the steps.
3: No,
1: It I, might be in that file cabinet behind you. I have everything, <laughs> you know, I
2: have everything else. Everything
3: I've looked else. through everything in in this house. I guess when we first moved here, it was only seven years ago. Right. I must have just either thrown them out or given them away or I don't know. Yeah.
2: You know, it's, you know it's sort of like one day we're going to be sitting in our chairs and you'll see like a little thing fall out of my hand that's a that's that's the slide of Henny Youngman going like rosebud. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: mean,
2: oh, I mean, I'm telling you I you have no idea how much searching I've done for that. In this this summer I went through uh, loose leaves of slides, loose one after another. I found stuff I hadn't Seen in a long time, but I couldn't find that. That's work. You should get paid for that. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it's interesting you say Rosebud, too, because that specific line is also in the secret book. It feels like Byron wrote, um, when he went through and added things uh, with Sean and Ted, he added things that were Kind of related to things that he, that he liked, I think, or would, you know, would assume he's like maybe paying homage to, or maybe, you know.
2: Oh, he loves Citizen Kane. You know what? I went out to California with my wife and we went to um, what's the estate? Oh, oh yeah. The, oh yeah. The Hearst, uh, the Hearst castle. Oh yeah. And he said, Oh, I was there. Did you love it? I said, it was unbelievable. It was like being in Citizen Kane. Yeah. Incredible. This incredible <laughs> place. it was called San Simeon. San, San Simeon.
1: Simeon, that's right. Uh, right? That's
2: right. He had been there a couple of times. You know, he went to school out there for a while and he worked out there for a while. So uh, yeah, he was um, he had so many things going on in his brain at one time. It's just unbelievable. He could go from one subject to another in like a second. And then almost forget what he had just spoken about. Wow that's constantly constantly the wheels were turning, constantly um, and, you know that was that was Byron
1: so he he was so would you say he he loved the Philharmonic he loved uh, theater and like theater okay
2: he loved, we know that is what I think one of his favorite, favorite composers in the world was George Gershwin. He loved George Gershwin.
1: Well, and that's probably, you know, he's mentioned in the secret book also. he
2: oh, is. I know. I know.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. I
0: mean, and so
1: I, I have to sit and think like, wow, I, I didn't really recognize Rhapsody in blue. That was Gershwin. That's, you know, and it's in the book and now I need to go play it. Cause I, you know, I didn't grow up in the era or close, but I, I wanted to understand its meaning. You know, it just made it just made for a very fun learning experience, too, which I think is unfortunate that the book didn't do as well, I think, as he had anticipated, because it takes a lot of research. It takes a lot of thought um, to kind of get into the to the mind of, of Byron to understand why he. He wrote about the the coming of the fairies and Colón Savinelli. And we're talking about Christopher Columbus. And then, you know, you got to figure out, well, who was the real first person that came to North America? Because he mentions him in the book, but doesn't mention him specifically. So you have to kind of figure that out. It it feels like a history hunt. Mm-hmm. Sure it is. And then you throw in all of the dolls and the illustrations, which are super cool. And I have to think, wow, like this this book just did not get enough. Um, it just didn't get enough like attention and respect, I think. And so, uh, for I mean, because of this book, this is why I have started my own library. <laughs> things that now some i've obviously had but i i purchased the asimov's uh chronology of the world um you know thrust and counter thrust we know who did that right tony hendred hendra from national lampoons and then joellen posted in this picture which today which i absolutely love Oh, <laughs> that was my can, wedding
0: announcement.
2: Wait, 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 it's a little hard to see. Can you, can you. Yeah, Karen, uh, you, you got to angle it. You got to angle it. You angle. It. How's that? No, no, no angle it's like 45 so, degrees. So, no, it's. So there's no reflection. Yeah.
3: Oh, no, I, just, I just posted that on Facebook today because that was our wedding announcement.
4: Aww. Oh! 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 Yeah! That's brilliant! Wow! I'd like to see it. Uh, it's uh, okay. Well, look at it. The, the they,
3: cringing uh, dog was Andy. And don't change the angle.
2: angle the screen? If you don't it, it? make your screen larger. Don't make it. No. Don't make your. Bring the picture forward, but don't angle. Take, don't angle.
1: I got to take this one out.
2: Okay. Now just bring it closer at the same angle. Bring it as close as you can. Keep going. Keep. Oh! I. Oh. Oh god! Now we're getting that reflection. Yeah, we're getting that reflection.
1: Yeah, it's my lights. Yeah, Alexa. turn right. off camera lights.
2: Alexa.
0: There you go. go.
3: It's now. Oh, there it is. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that was a painting of it. That wasn't the actual announcement. That was an after the fact. You see it? Yeah, sort and no,
2: of. and let me tell you, Joelle, I gotta look at it. Nobody paints it. You know, mice, rabbits, <laughs> like Joellen. <laughs> it's, it's, the,
3: the, um, mouse the mouse <laughs> queen. <laughs> All right, I Like you know, so many mice, I had to re- reactivate them somehow.
2: You know, I kind of wish we had done something. You know, we work with such creative people, the writers, the artists, and stuff and I, I just feel like I wish we could have done something else together. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, artists... We have one thing in common. We have a passion for something. You know, most people don't have a passion for their work. People who go to offices. I mean.
1: It's a different lifestyle. Yeah, that's for sure. Lifestyle.
2: And, you know, we, of course, live for the moment. And we don't always have sex coming in. And uh, quite
1: Artists' lives are very, very different. And it's it makes me our, think about. Well, remember, it's, always, it's always, you, you know. It's not a great,
3: um, it's, it's a great lifestyle, but it's not a great living (laughs) necessarily, unless you're, you know, famous. Go to
4: business school. Your kid wants to be an artist, send them to business. I went, I I went, (laughs) yeah, it didn't work
0: out quite like that. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I am so grateful that you've allowed me to pick your brains here today. Um, And, and I hope that we can do it again and chat again, and maybe even get some other things uh, in the works for uh, our listeners and our watchers who want to see how they can acquire some of this awesome art. And John, I think you, uh, we're going to send you down your basement to find your, your sketches to share with us in a different video and, (laughs) and in your notes, Joellen, I mean, we're going to, we want to delve even further and kind of keep the spirit of Byron alive and understand what he was trying to, to, to teach us. He, he as well as Sean and Ted. So um, I think we should do this again.
2: I think we should do, I think we should all be together in Joellen's studio. You have to see her studio. I would love to see that. It is absolutely wild.
4: (laughs) Yeah. You're, you're, uh, uh what, what oh. town are you in, uh, again?
2: Outside of Newport.
4: Outside of Newport. Yeah, there's, uh, do you ever go to that beer, uh, uh apple, uh, cider place? It's Brooklyn Cidery.
3: Oh, that's a great place.
4: Yeah, yeah. I've been there many times. I love it. I didn't realize that you live so near there
3: Well, now you can come and visit. Okay. All right. <laughs> I would
4: love to. And we'll <laughs> I mean, go ask
3: you Cider, right? Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you. I've right. just been having some little bit hard cider that was really delicious. I love it. Man. It accidentally got a little hard.
2: Right, a little hard. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yes.
3: that's oh, how that works. works. <laughs> thank you so much, Karen, for doing this, and it was really yeah, you, it was wonderful to see you, great. John, and wonderful to see you, Ben, and Karen. Anyway, I I really enjoyed it.
2: Thank yeah. you. Right, sure. Same thing here, and happy happy anniversary to you and Andy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Great yeah. Birthday. Happy anniversary. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, until next time, guys, thanks for hanging out with me. Until Take we do it you. again.
2: Bye-bye. All right. Bye.
1: Happy holidays.
2: Okay. Same to you.
0: Bye, guys.